Hey, this is Ed Luther, pastor of City Church in Australia. I hope that today's podcast really inspires you. Thank you so much for listening. A lot of people don't get praise and worship. They just don't get it, especially men. Look, we're pretty thick. I'm speaking as a man, so all the women don't go amen and yell. But uh, <laughs> men are pretty thick. You know, oh, we don't just we don't do that. Well, I could call you a name, but I won't, moron. Uh, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> we, you don't understand the, the, the battle. It's in your heart, but it's also in your mouth. Yeah. And, and like praise and worship songs have words. Do you understand that? And, and those words are meant to be spoken out. And when you speak something out, you give it power. Whatever you're speaking out, you're empowering that. That's why the ancients were very slow to speak. Uh, but they were quick to listen. That's why God gave you two ears and one mouth. Listen, and then speak it out. When you do speak, mean what you say, say what you mean. And, and words in worship songs, in particular, uh, what the enemy meant you know, for evil, God meant it for good. God gives me the victory. Like When you say those words, they're very powerful words, you empower that into the atmosphere that you're in and you reinforce that in your heart. I really want us to get that, men, in particular, because uh, it seems like the ladies, when I listen to singing, I usually hear more women's voices than I do men's voices. And I think, we got the louder voices, we got the bass, you know, we can really go for it. And I, we need to be going for it because we are to lead our households. We are to be leaders as well, not just the women leading, but men, you're supposed to be leading as well. And, and when you speak these words out, you're empowering that. And you're also giving uh, leadership to your family and, and letting young people know, I really want us, we're not going to do the song again, but I really want us to step into and shift gears, man, get into something that you, you're uncomfortable with. Get into something with power and watch what God does in your life with that. Amen. Why don't we give Jesus a big shout if you're in the house. Good to see everybody here. Uh, Tell you what, you guys can all take your seats. Give somebody a high elbow. I always say that. It's kind of corny. I know that. Uh, But man, it's good to see real people in the house of God this morning. Well, and thank you, mighty worship team. Give it up for these guys. Man, they're amazing. Hey, you and I have got the same shoes on, man. Well, almost the same Reeboks. That's cool. How long have you had yours? Uh, just a week now. A week? Yeah. You copycat. All right. Uh, hey, love everybody. Love it having church live. We almost didn't. Uh, things just changed. Like, very quickly they changed. And uh, we're very aware of... Uh, the crisis that you might be in if you're watching online right now. Welcome. Uh, our house is your house. If you're Spanish, su casa, mi casa es su casa. Uh, so you just enjoy yourself. And, and we're just so stoked to have you here, whether you're there or here. <laughs> we're in a series, and I've called it Faith Formation. Now, whatever your preconceived ideas of faith are, I'd like you just to put them down for the next 45 minutes or so, and really concentrate and really tune into what, what I believe God wants to show you this morning through scriptures. I really want us to get a hold of this revelation. It's something that I've been uh, grappling with for a long time, this whole subject called faith. I used to think that faith was 
equal to religion. So my, my whole premise or definition of faith is, what, what faith are you? Well, I'm Catholic. Oh, that's lovely. I'm a Protestant. Okay, that's what kind of faith you are. Or I'm a Presbyterian, a Methodist, a Baptist, a Pentecostal, whatever. Uh, but then I discovered that actually faith is not religion. It's not what denomination or religion that you are. It's something entirely different. Then I started following Christ. And uh, about the same year, it was 1977 to be exact, uh, that Star Wars came out. And I began to hear messages about faith and about faith as a force. And I thought, yeah, the force be with you. Like, this is so cool because now I've got my own lifesaver. I'm going to fight it out with the, uh, the dark, evil, Darth Vader devil. And, uh, you know, so my definition of faith shifted be, uh, from where I now didn't see faith as religion, but I saw it as some kind of really cool force that Ed could get. Such a, a powerful force that if I just got... A little bit of this, something the, the, the size of a mustard seed. I don't know if you've ever seen a mustard seed or not, but it is really small. Like you can't hardly see it. It's that small. And, and so I began to learn that uh, if you had just faith, just the size of a mustard seed, you could speak to a whole mountain and it would obey you and it would be cast into the sea. I got really excited about faith as a force. But then I found out that faith actually isn't a force. And that's where we're going this morning. We went last week, we, we began to really tap into what is faith anyway? A lot of what I was taught, quite frankly, it was wrong, or it could be described uh, differently. And I want to describe faith differently because there are actually two kinds of faith. And one of them is natural faith. And the other, we'll just call it this morning, supernatural faith faith, or if we will, the God kind of faith. There's two types of faith. You say, well, what is the, the difference? In a, a nutshell, uh, natural faith is this. It's faith in your ability to make something happen. So in a very real way, uh, that is a force. It's a force within you. It, it's based upon your intensity uh, of believing something. So in the business world, and I uh, was in that world, and and did a lot of uh, self-help, read a lot of self-help books, uh, went to a lot of motivational speakers, uh, conferences on how to get that moving. And, and, but it was only one definition. They wouldn't really talk about what I'm going to share with you this morning as the God kind of faith or supernatural faith. They would acknowledge maybe there's a God or call it a higher power. Here we go. Power, force, all those kinds of words. But uh, natural faith is in, in the world. It's all around you. You probably operate in it. There's nothing wrong with it. It's seeing your dream. You can do it. Whatever you set your eyes on, you can do. And, and it's about your intensity of believing in your goals and, and believing in your dream and believing your way through the mess that's in front of you and, and all of these things. If you go on TED Talks, you'll see one after the other after the other, and there's some very famous people and great speakers that will speak about this natural faith. But this natural faith is based upon your ability. What happens with that is when you fail, it fails. Of course, we, we're good people at putting up a brave front. So we try to prop ourselves up with all kinds of motivational pep talks and slogans and, you know, even taking scriptures a lot of times. Uh, in fact, most of the time, quite frankly, uh, you know, the natural faith speakers will take scriptures out. 
Uh, it's not so much based on God, though. It's just based on what you can do. And there are wonderful scriptures in the Bible. You can do all things. I can do all things. But kind of forgetting the, the most important thing through Christ <laughs> strengthens me. Uh, you know, that's where the emphasis needs to be. Not in the, I can. <laughs> well, no, you can't. The fact is that you can't do all things. What? What are you talking about? It says, I can do all things. Well, let me put it this way. I'm not going to be in the NBA anytime soon. And I don't think you are either, to be quite frank. I'm not going to run the 100 meters and beat Usain Bolt. I can't do all things in me. <laughs> I can do all things through Christ when Christ wants me to do whatever it is. Uh, he will empower me to do it. But, but in myself, in my own ability, with that natural faith, I, there's a limit to it in, in every area. And beyond that, well, you're stepping into some pretty foolish ground, I might say. So the, the, the faith as a, a fourth, fourth definition uh, had to realize that there is faith in a natural ability or a natural kind of faith, but it's based on my ability. It's based on what I can imagine. Uh, if you can imagine it, if you can think it, in fact, it's very cerebral to a large extent, trying to get into, tap into uh, the heart of the matter. Now, I've called this, uh, I've called this, this morning's message uh, faith. It's not what you think. It is. Now, I pause there, purposeful pause. Faith, it's not what you think. <laughs> it is. Faith, it's not what you think it is. And uh, I would say this, we think way too much. You think way, way too much. I was talking to somebody this week, and, and they were grappling with the whole thing about faith and, and basically looking at you know, other people, you guys have, I just don't know that. You know, I, I don't know if I can. I, I don't think I can do it. And you're right, you can't. There, there is a limit to what any one of us can do. And if you've ever been sick or in the hospital, uh, been incapacitated, you know, you come to your limits. You come to the fact that you're finite, that you are a fragile being, that you are living uh, in an earth suit, kind of like a spaceman has a space suit. You've got a earth suit to operate in this place called earth in this realm, but it has limitations and, and we are very, very limited. And so natural faith is just seeing beyond the mess, visualization, goals, uh, seeing yourself as the, the person that you can become and, and, and you've got a natural faith, but you can have a supernatural faith and the difference between those two is quite profound. Uh, again, natural faith is based on, on your ability. It's based on my ability to visualize, to confess, to keep the intensity up, to keep the dream going, to even keep speaking it out and to uh, do all these things. In fact, uh, natural faith uh, is transitional. It's a transition uh, or a transaction, rather. It's transactional. It's transactions that have to take place. Now, I could draw the analogy to going to the gym. In fact, in fact, that's used a lot with natural faith. 
I want to I say, though, natural faith is not wrong. I'm not, like, comparing these two to say that's wrong and that's evil. No, it's not evil. You want to be a positive mental, have a positive mental attitude. You want to uh, use your brain. You want to do all those things, but there is something called, again, supernatural faith. So the transactions that, that go, go on with natural faith, it's like going to the gym and, and working out. In fact, uh, uh, faith is often in the natural realm compared to a muscle. Look, you know, you, you, your faith has to grow. And it does. Natural faith has to grow in that respect. It's like going to the gym. You're not going to throw, uh, you know, 70, 80, 100 kilos on there with one dumbbell and start doing uh, curls and reps and all kinds. You're not going to throw uh, three, 400 pounds, if you will, uh, on the bench if you first get to the gym. You've got to build up. You've got to use the little bit. You've got to have baby bites of faith first. You've got to use the little bit, and then it, it will grow, and it will get stronger, and your faith, your natural faith, gets stronger as time goes on. However, that's natural faith. There is an aspect of that with supernatural faith, but supernatural faith is not so much transactional as it is transitional into the things of God. In fact, I'll say this, if natural faith is, is, is a transaction, supernatural faith is a relationship. There's a big difference between the two. Supernatural faith is not based upon my ability and the intensity to try to, you know, throw myself out there and project into uh, personalized uh, goals and objectives and, and make it happen and the intensity, it's based upon relationships. Supernatural faith is based not on my ability, but it's based upon his ability. This is where we're going this morning. I hope that you, uh, again, I hope that you can see the difference and, and lay one down uh, natural faith, I'm talking. Lay that down for a moment so that you can actually pick up on a, a revelation that I believe will change your life. Supernatural faith is based upon your ability to build relationship with God. In fact, we're not going to go there too much this morning, but that's why prayer is such a big deal. Somebody said, it seems like all Jesus did is went from one place of prayer to the other, and he worked a, lo a lot of miracles in between. He, he was always going to pray. Why was he going to pray? He wanted to establish this connection, this relationship between earth, which is God's footstool, and heaven, where the throne is. He wanted to see, what does the Father want me to do? He would go and have conversations with the Father in front of some of the disciples, the ones that were willing to travel to the higher road to get that relationship, he would model that in front of them, and he gave us the Lord's Prayer and, as a template, of course, and, and he frequently went up, climbed up that mountain, spent so much time. In fact, he would spend all night praying. Why? He's God. He's, he's, he's the miracle worker. He doesn't really, he doesn't need this. It was natural faith. He's got it. He's got the ability, spoke the whole universe into existence. The force be with him. Believe me, you know, nothing is a match for him. Why would he do that? Why would he go to prayer? It demonstrates this, that faith is based upon God's ability, not yours, and it's your ability to transact business called relationship and to step out of your personal uh, making this happen into God and his relationship and the power of that relationship. So your faith grows as your relationships grow. One time Jesus 
was up on the mountain. He took uh, Peter, James, and John. The rest of the disciples stayed behind. You might remember what happened. They're down there, and this father who's desperate, he's got this son that has epileptic kind of fits, and whenever he sees water, he just wants to jump into the water, drown himself. I would too if I had you know, those kind of things going on on the inside. And, and then he sees a fire, and his, his son tries to go into the fire to kill himself and burn himself up. And the father is desperate as you would with any father's heart is breaking for his son wants to destroy his life. And the disciples try to, eh, try to work it up, try to uh, get this transactional thing going here. And it doesn't work. The famous incantation prayer, you know, the formula, it doesn't work. And Jesus comes back down off the mountain after a time of fellowship and relating with the Father in front of these disciples. And then he makes this statement. It's an amazing thing, and people try to turn this into a formula as well because they just want to work the faith in their own ability. And, and he says, he, he casts that thing out. He says, why, why is it that you have such little faith? He says, this prayer comes out not except by prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting is not a formula. Prayer and fasting is all about relationship. It's all about spending time with God. It's hanging out with him. It's listening to his heart and what he wants to do through you in any given situation. Fasting is, is when you take something that you're doing that takes up time and it takes up your affections and it's putting that aside. If that's food, uh, you're not pre preparing food, you're not going out gathering food, you're, you're forsaking even sitting around chatting with people over food. It's, it's, a, it's a time of setting yourself apart to reestablish and establish stronger that relationship called fellowship with your heavenly Father. And he says, this doesn't come out except by doing that. He came down off that mountain with three of them. They were just, they were just up there having the time uh, uh, with God, and he comes comes down and it's very easy. That thing just has to come out just like that. The, the, the father uh, has an answer to his prayer, his hopes, his dreams. His son gets set free. But, but these things are not based upon our ability. As soon as you become the, the center or the hero of the story, you're not operating in God kind of faith. You've got some natural thing going on. Like I said, it's, it's not that it's wrong necessarily. If you're in business, set some goals. If you have a dream, absolutely hammer that dream. Step into it. Walk, walk through the chaos. Walk through the, the, the barriers of fear. All of these things. Uh, they Get a positive mental attitude. What's the opposite of mental? Uh, negative mental attitude. Well, God doesn't want to have you have a negative mental attitude, but you've got to realize that's a different thing. That's not something that we're talking about this morning, that natural faith. Your faith grows through relationship. As your relationship grows, your faith grows. So I don't uh, have what it takes. I hear that a lot. People go, I just don't have what it takes, Pastor Ed. I agree with you. I don't either. So let's just chill out. Let's just enjoy life. Let's just quite quit trying to have what it takes. I'm just not the right stuff. You're not the right stuff. Absolutely, I agree with you. I'm not the right stuff. I look at me and I think, who would ever pick me to do any of this stuff? I'm not even capable of any of it. But the fact is, I am capable. The fact is, you've got the right stuff if you've got Jesus. 
you've got the right stuff on the inside of you, but you're not the right stuff. But you are the right stuff. You've got the right stuff, <laughs> if you will, on the inside of you. You are right. You don't have what it takes, but he does. You know, Moses encountered God in a big way when God says, okay, I want you to just take these millions of people called Israel. I want you to deliver them out of this wicked place called Egypt where they're making straw bricks for a living, getting beat up, getting their quotas, doing all this stuff. Pharaoh's got the, he's the sun god Ra. He's got the snake around, the python around his head, symbol for uh, just a stranglehold. And he's got, people are worshiping him as God. And, and, and God has this encounter. Moses does rather a burning bush. Come on, man, I want you to deliver these people. And Moses immediately says what most of us say. Who am I? Well, the answer to that without God, you're nobody. You're a, you don't compare it to the cosmos. Have a look out in the starry sky at night and feel how insignificant you really are. There's uh, something almost 700,000 Earths can fit in the sun, and there's so many, there's suns that could swallow up about that many, uh, there's stars, rather, that could swallow up about that many suns. And there's uh, uh, billions of known galaxies that are out there. And it's, it's staggering when you look at it. God says, okay, have a look at me, and then you compare yourself. You tell me, what a big deal are you? Uh, not really. You can look inwardly <laughs> to the atom and, 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 the, and the universe that's just contained well, in that mustard seed. There would be whole, probably billions of something, subatomic particle galaxies or something. There's a quantum realm. There's stuff that would just, you know, we are so insignificant in ourselves, but we're not of ourselves. That's why I say the wisest decision you could ever, ever have is to have asked Jesus Christ into your heart. When you've asked him into your heart, you've got the person that created all that stuff. You've got the creator of the universes. You've got everything you need on the inside of you. Build that relationship with him. You have built incredible faith. Look at your own ability, however, and that natural faith is the limitation. Try to intensify that. You're going nowhere. Well, you're going to go somewhere, but it's not really where you could have gone. I, I get so excited about that. So Moses, who am I? God says, I am. Sums it right up. Who am I? You can ask that question right now. Who am I? Who are you? Who, 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 who? You're nobody. Who are you? <laughs> who, who, who are you? <laughs> knock, knock. Who am I? Well, I am. God wants to answer that question. I don't know if you've ever needed somebody desperately. Have you ever faced a situation where it's like, oh, man, if, if somebody doesn't show up for the rescue, I'm down. Like, I'm going down. And lo and behold... Almost like the Calvary riding in. Here comes somebody. They've got the ability to deal with business. They've got the resources to take care of whatever it is. They become an answer to your prayer. Have you ever been in a situation like that where it's like, oh my goodness, thank God that you're here. I remember once Gail and I were at the airport and we had like a long layover at this airport. And uh, I was like, oh gosh, you know, wouldn't it be nice? We're longingly looking at people going into the Qantas lounge. And it's like, ah, we're on the outside looking, looking in. 
all these people, I just show them the card, in they go. I thought, man, that would just be so nice to be sitting in there in a lounge, just nibbling away and all those nice foods. And, you know, have a shower. They got showers in. They got all the stuff in the Qantas lounge. And Gail and I are walking around there. It's like, oh, man, you know, uh, this is so tiring. And uh, I feel so weary from the flight. And all this stuff's going on. We're at transfer time. And this guy goes, is that, are you Ed Luther? I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> nobody's supposed to know us. And, and this guy had attended our church, I, I don't think, for very long. He, he moved out of the city. He was just, uh, I think he was just a visitor, quite frankly. But he recognized me. So what are you guys doing? It's like, oh, you know, we're stuck here. Do you remember that guy? I don't remember his name. But, uh, you know, we're stuck here. We're on a, a lay, long layover and everything. He goes, why don't you come with me? I've got some guest passes for the Qantas Lounge. Like, uh, I'll just, Gail, come on. Do you want to think about it? We'll, we'll think about it and get back. No, yes, yes, instantly, of course. <laughs> in we go, straight in. It's so good, isn't it? When somebody with the ability that, that, uh, to do something that you can't do shows up. I remember another time, I, uh, by faith, I knew God wanted me to go to this particular conference in Pensacola, Florida. We were in Detroit, and I felt a real stirring you've got to go to this conference. So I booked my flight to Detroit, returned to uh, Pensacola, Florida. And, uh, but I realized, I'd learned that if you don't have a, a, a pass, a ticket, if you will, to get into this particular conference, you're not going to get in. So don't even, you know, like, waste your time booking flights. I booked a hotel as well. It's like, okay, I know God wants me to go to this, but I don't know how I'm going to get in. So I showed up, first uh, day of the conference, and there's a queue, like city blocks, like seriously. And uh, I went up to the guy at the door that was taking the, the tickets to get into the conference, and I said, oh, man, like, uh, is there any way I can get in? He goes, no. I said, oh, well, is there an overflow? He goes, yeah, that's packed out, too. That line is actually for the overflow. You, you know, the main thing, you're not even going to, you've got no chance at all. I go, oh. I've come all the way from Australia. And he goes, you ain't fooling me, you know. That accent, seriously, you know, come on. <laughs> Look, mate. <laughs> come on, come on, blokes. <laughs> Sheila's. <laughs> there ain't nothing working. <laughs> he looked at me like, nice try. Uh, don't even bother getting in the queue. Go home. Wherever you're from, go home. You're not going to get in. Well, <laughs> Prayer does amazing things, so I'm praying, God, I know that you told me to come to Pensacola. I know that you don't want to waste all that money on airfares and the hotel and everything. Like, so what is the deal? If I come all this way to get shut down? And I felt the Spirit of God tell me, walk the line. What do you mean, walk the line? Just walk the line. So, okay, I'll do what I know to do. I start at the beginning of the line, and I start walking. And there's all these people talking because they're excited because they got seats. I don't. As soon as they open the doors, they're going in. I'm not. Walk the line, walk the line, walk the line. Keep walking. I'm like, okay, I'll keep walking until I get to the end of the line. I look up, and here's this, this person that pastors a church at the time in Calounder named Phil Camden. And there's Phil. And I'm like, hey, Phil. He goes, wow, I didn't know you were coming to the conference. And I said, uh, you know, I did. It was a last-minute thing, uh, but I can't get in. And he, he says, well, you know, we were just discussing because we've got a flight, 
and we realized that uh, we're, this is no good. We're not actually going to be able to use our pass. Uh, so he says, uh, here you go. You're me. Go on in. And uh, gives, me, gives me his pass to get into the conferences. Here's all the uh, books that they sent and all the stuff. Here you go. Take the whole lot of it. Uh, I've got to go. Bye. And I'm like, thank you, God. God has a way. God, God has a way to go wave. Yeah, give Jesus a hand clap. Whatever you're facing right now, you don't have what it takes, but Jesus does. Listen to Colossians 2.10. I'll read it in the NIV, then I'm going to go to the New King James and read it. Listen to this. And in Christ, you have been bought, brought rather, to fullness. Do you understand that? Past tense. In Christ, you have already. You have already been brought to fullness. He is the head. That's why you need to just seriously get over yourself and quit thinking so much. He is the head over every power and authority. What are you facing right now, seriously? Oh, you know, the, the economy, yeah. Look, seriously, it is a, it's a serious mess, no doubt about that. But guess what? He is the head over that, and, and, and you have been brought to the fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. He is your head when you've lost your head. Colossians 2.10, again, listen to this out of the New King James. And you are complete. Oh, I'm just trying to get complete. I'm just trying. I'm just pest. You are. What's wrong with you? You are complete in him. Now, are you in him or are you out of him? We're going to give you a chance to get in him at the end of this message, which is going to finish very soon. Uh, but you either, you're either out or you're in. You are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. When you don't think you have it, you have it. Don't think so much. When you don't think, you have it. You have it. That's why it's not, faith is not what you think. It's what you think that's causing you trouble. When you don't think you have it. Sometimes we think way too much. Now, here's some liberating news. This one here is going to set you free this morning. If you haven't grabbed a hold of this, I want you to grab a hold of it. Look, we're going someplace, and I haven't even got halfway through this message, but uh, here's, the, here's, here's some lib liberating news for you. that You can have doubt in your head, but faith in the heart. Oh, you know, I still have my doubts. Join the club. Who doesn't doubt about a lot of stuff? But I'm so thankful that faith is not in my head, it's in my heart. My job is to tell my brain and my head and my thoughts and my ideas, line up with your heart, brain, because faith is in there. Faith is in your heart. You can have doubt in your head. You have not lost your salvation because you've got doubts. Faith is resident, the throne of faith, the throne of God. The kingdom is in my heart. God's sitting there. It's not up for grabs. Your head's going to battle you all the way. Don't you think that Moses' head fought him when God says, okay, now just take these three, four million people, whatever they were, out of Egypt, you know, and Pharaoh's going to, you know, Pharaoh's not going down easy. This thing, his brain would have fought him all the way. God says, okay, now we caught, come to the Red Sea. We're crossing over. Wait a minute. You mean we're, we're going to walk on water, God? This has never been done before. Well, what, what? His head, his brain would have been fried. Would have been fried. 
And so would, would Noah's brain building an ark when there hasn't even rained yet. Are you serious? A hundred years of getting abused. That's not natural faith, mind over matter. That's God's stuff. That's the God realm. That's the supernatural realm that I'm trying to get you to see this morning. You are going to have doubt in your head, but faith is a matter of the heart, not your head. Listen to Romans 10.10. 10. For it is with your heart <laughs> that you believe. Do you understand that? It is with your heart, not your head. It is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. That's why confession goes a lot with that. It's out of the abundance of the heart that your mouth speaks. Somebody says, oh, well, I just don't know what's in my heart. Easy, just listen to your talk. I can listen to somebody talk for about oh, a minute. Five minutes is definitely going to give it away. If they're a fool, fool stuff's coming out all the time. Blah, 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 blah. If they're wise and they got faith, they don't talk a lot. When they do, it matters. It means something. Get in the presence of a fool, get ready. You're going to listen to a whole lot of junk, foolish stuff all the time. But in the heart, it's a great measure. If you want to know where your heart is, just listen. Get somebody else to listen to you talk for a while. Give them permission to pull you up on it. You'll find out they will locate you, and then you got something to work on. That's good news, isn't it? So your faith, your faith, supernatural faith, is in the ability of God. Is your faith in your ability or in God's? Question mark. Don't. Don't turn to your neighbor and answer that one. <laughs> We're going to close in a minute. Uh, faith always has an object. I, want you, I, I, I do want you to get this as a takeaway. Faith has an object. So is your, the object of your faith, whatever faith is focusing on, it's either focused on you and your ability, in which case, like I've said, who am I? Woe is me. I don't have what it takes. My ability runs out. My intensity, I just can't keep the goal, setting the dream alive, the pushing through the people, the negativity, all the rejection and all that kind of stuff. It's just wearing on me. I've got to get another injection, go to another conference, hear another pep talk, you know, all, all of that stuff. But the object of your faith, the object of your faith, is it imagined or is it real? Oh, we're hitting the rubber meets the road right now. This is a big crossover point. Because God is not an imaginary friend only. You use your imagination to communicate with him often. You're made in God's image. He gave you an imagination. So guess what? Use it. Absolutely. Visualization or, or imagining or, 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 or meditation. It, it's very, very critical. Don't throw that away. That's, that's a... That's a big tool that God gave you, your imagination. But the object of your faith has to be God if it's supernatural. Hebrews 11.1, 1, we, we, uh, we hit this last week. I'm just going to hit it again in closing. Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is, not, not tomorrow, not yesterday, now. It's a present tense thing. You either got it in the now or you don't. When the situation hits in the now, you'll find out whether you've got now faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Notice it, it has substance. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of, of things not seen. Now, last week I, I touched on this. I'm, I'm going to share it again because it's worth noting. The word substance in the Greek language is the word hypostasis. Hypostasis, H-U-P-O-S-T-A-S-I-S. 
And it's used here in, in Hebrews chapter, the beginning of the same letter, Hebrews 1, 3, who being, talking about Jesus, who being the brightness of his glory, that's Jesus, and the expressed image of his person. Person is hypostasis, the object of supernatural faith, the God kind of faith, is not you and your ability. It is the person of Jesus Christ. That's why I say to you with this question, do you have him? If you do, you've got what it takes. Quit looking at your ability and start looking at the person that lives on the inside of you. Faith is a deep-seated trust in a person. It's not an intensity of a force. It's the object of your faith has to be God. Colossians 1.15, the Son is the image of the invisible God. He's not imaginary because you can't see him. You can't see gravity. But is it real? Jump off a cliff, you'll find out. You can't see the wind. You can see dust and stuff in the wind, but you can't see the wind. But is it real? It goes where nobody knows. It comes and it goes. God's always coming and going. And Christ in you is your hope of glory. That whole definition of faith, Hebrews chapter 11, uh, verse 1, uh, now, now faith is the substance, the hypostasis of things hoped for. Christ is your hope. The whole thing, the whole object points to a person, namely Jesus Christ. Psalm 71, 5, for you have been my hope. God is your hope, sovereign Lord. My confidence, that's what faith is. It's a confidence in a person, the person being God. So the question for the believer is no longer, do I have enough faith to make it happen? The question is this, is Christ enough to make it happen is God in me enough if God in me is enough and he's told me to do it I've got relationship I've heard from him then you've got what it takes you've got enough faith to move supernatural mountains or whatever it's going to take it's supernatural faith God kind of faith though that's the kind of faith that God wants you to step into so the question is no longer do I have enough faith the question goes from, do I have enough to, is God is enough? The question goes from, you as, a, as the power to, is God powerful enough? The question goes from, who am I to, I am. The question moves from your head down to your heart. That's where you've got to look for it. So faith is only as valid as the person or the thing that you're putting your faith in. So if that person or thing's not real, of course. There's no substance for faith. There's no hope if it's not real. But God is real. And when you start to step into the God kind of faith, and look it in your heart and quit arguing in your head and stop the I'm, I'm, I'm not able bit and your whole ability and get your eyes off of you and your resources and your ability. It really is who you know, not what you know. You know him. You have a relationship with him. Look on the inside. Don't look at yourself as I'm going to someday. I'm going to, as Christ, that's why we've called this faith formation. As he is formed in you, you get stronger in whatever area that you're not stronger. As you, as you develop a relationship as Christ the healer, guess what? Faith and healing starts to happen. Your relationship with him in, in that area, in that arena starts to, starts to grow. It starts to get formed. It starts to get strong. As, as you look at uh, Christ, my provider, then all of a sudden now you're shifting. And so if you're weak in that area, you start to step into uh, a stronger, robust faith. 
in the area of giving and, and finances and believing God for, for that dream that God puts on your heart. He will resource that. You develop that as Christ is formed in you. You start to develop a relationship faith where you start to believe for your family members to come into a saving grace to the knowledge of Christ. And, and he starts to deal and works his way in that area of your heart. Faith starts to get formed. Faith formation starts to take place because it's a relationship, not just a transaction where you're just buying and selling your way to God, trying to uh, get strong, uh, intensity. Uh. It's not intensity of believing in something that's not real, trying to make it real. See, it's the belief that he's in you and he can make happen what no man can make happen. He can open doors that no man could open. He could shut doors that no man can shut. So I want you to uh, bow your heads if you wouldn't mind. Mark eleven twenty two. Jesus said this, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Not yourself. So in your heart's mind right now, in your heart, see yourself just dropping to your knees. You can do it physically if you want. I don't care, but get off the throne. For goodness sakes, it's too much. Keeping all those balls in the air, jumping through all those hoops, trying to keep up this intensity, working it up, going to make it happen. Oh, I don't have enough. Just, just drop it all. Right now, I ask you, wherever you're at right now, I'd like the music team to come up, thanks. Can we just ask God to show us, even today, his reality in the realm of relationship and where he wants to take us? Can we be open and honest with God, even starting right now, and transparent with God because he knows anyway. Father, I thank you that we don't have without you what it takes and none of us are silly enough to step up and put our hand up and say that we can move mountains based on our own ability. But we humble ourselves right now under your mighty hand that you may exalt us out of whatever situation that you need exalting out of in due time. For you care for us. That's what the Word of God says. Humility is a place of dependence. It's the opposite of pride. Pride is I'm a self-made person. I can do all things in my own ability. Therefore, I'm going to read more, pray more, listen to more TED Talks or whatever, whip that thing up, and then I'll step out as superwoman or superman. No. Right now, I'm asking you, can you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and start looking inward and not thinking so much, but praying a whole lot more? Cross over that line. Step into your prayer closet. Throw yourself at the feet of Jesus in dependency and ask him for whatever it is right now. Ask him firstly, what is your will? What do you want me to do? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. As soon as He speaks to you, you can do it because of His ability. Right now, you might be here or you might be watching us online and you've never, ever asked Jesus Christ 
to come into your heart. That's where he wants to reside, right down in your heart, where faith needs to be. If that's you and you're without him, you are facing a pandemic without him, you're facing financial problems without him, you're face, facing relationships that you just haven't been able to solve, you're facing life without him, why not face life with him? Why not get him on the throne of your life and have the greatest relationship, the privilege of any human being, to know their creator, to have fellowship with him? He says, I'm knocking, your, I'm knocking at your heart. You gotta open it though. There's a famous painting of him knocking at, at a door that sits in, um, I think it's St. Paul's. There's no handle on the outside. You got to open it from the inside. Would you let him in? You, you are never going to regret this decision. Let him in. Father, I thank you right now. His hearts are opening up. I want you to say this prayer with me. This is not a formula. It's just asking Jesus into your heart. Say, dear God, I thank you for sending your son. Jesus, I give you my life. Amen. Hey, well, thanks for joining us. Uh, you guys are awesome. We're going to go further next week. Tonight, we got uh, Equip, and we're going to talk about healing the sick. Great, great subject. God bless all of you. Have an awesome day, and we'll see you next week. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and, and God bless you. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the City Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message or God worked through you in any way, then please take a moment to contact us through our website at city-church.net or email us your feedback at info at city-church.net.